Hello and welcome. Today we are talking about being judged. We're talking about the fear of being judged and how powerful and paralyzing of a force that can be. We're talking about the experience of being judged and how confusing and painful that can be. And we're talking about building the inner resources um, that can make us more resilient to the experience of being judged as we walk out into this world and express ourselves and expose ourselves um, to a full life. And, and probably in doing so, the very likely or certain experience of being judged. Because there's so many people and so many perspectives. And um, it just, it's just part of life. And I want to begin with the story that, of me experiencing being judged that took place... I'm going to guess like seven years ago, it was a first date, a first date that I went on with a young woman. And the background to this is that immediately when I saw this person, even though they were very attractive and charming, I knew that I shouldn't go on a date with them. My intuition and my gut had this clear sense of us not connecting on a certain level and that it's like oh this this isn't a kindred spirit I just knew it I could feel it instantaneously but I was a little tired of my intuition telling me that and consequently me never going on any dates at all so I was like you know what forget about that it's time to take a chance I'm um I'm just gonna go hang out with this person and see how it goes and so I went on a first date. It was just like a coffee or tea date. We went to a cafe. We sat across from each other and we just shared about our lives. And the conversation flowed pretty smoothly. We were both pretty, um, pretty uh, conversational oriented people and intellectuals, I guess. And um, she shared kind of about her life story and where she was at right now. And I did the same. And I always have felt a little bit self-conscious in these types of scenarios when I'm sharing my life story because it's very unconventional. And in a way, part it kind of just sounds made up too. For instance, I would have told this young woman a story that I had spent about eight years living in the woods in cabins that I built with friends. Uh, kind of like living close to the land. And then I met a charismatic, clairvoyant, empathic, spiritual teacher of sorts who I proceeded to spend years um, in some kind of informal learning with. And this kind of monkish, focused introspection and emotional excavation. And that all sounds fairly unusual. And... <laughs> And um, and I was a little self-conscious about it, even though I was, you know, I'm, I'm a fairly open book in general as a person. And that includes on first dates, that includes talking to strangers, to new friends, to old friends. Uh, I have like a thin shell that some people might perceive when they first meet me, but it's very, it's like the cover of a book, basically. It's like, I know how to open that up. And once it's open, there's not a lot that I hold back. And so I just shared very openly, very honestly about where I was at in my life. I was kind of in the middle of that monkish period of my life. And um, 
and uh, near the end of the date, she said something that that really stuck with me. After after the after we parted ways, she said, "Wow, you're really weird." And that was the end of the sentence. That was the end of the paragraph or the statement. She didn't follow it up by saying, wow, you're really weird and it's refreshing. Or wow, you're really weird and what a pleasure it is. Like what an honor it is for you to be so open or whatever. It was just like, whoa, you're really weird. Um, Which there is a level of vulnerability probably on any first date. And especially because I had like shared my life very openly with this person. So there was a level of vulnerability and she, her response to that was just to say, whoa, yeah, that you're pretty weird, which to the innocence that's exposing itself was extremely painful. Um, And we parted ways, said goodbye, and I walked out of the cafe onto this sunny street, and I felt like someone had smacked me in the head in the sense that I felt dizzied and disoriented. And I was surprised because I hadn't been that interested in this person. I hadn't put them on a pedestal pedestal or anything, but still it's like a chemical reaction happened or something like I had exp- I had expressed a certain amount of openness and innocence and then someone just said you're weird. It's like they saw me and their response to that was just to be like ooh yikes. Um which just to an innocent part of me it just felt like whoa completely disorienting and that innocent part I think it's it's it stirred up his sense of self and he started questioning like wait a minute am i weird man i'm weird so he took it on he took on that person's perception or their judgment and um and so what could have just been the passing remark of a stranger that meant nothing to me actually was like an emotional um, storm that knocked me off my feet. And yeah, I felt really like dazed afterwards. And I walked and I, I took my phone out and I called a close friend and I just shared them the experience. And they were very supportive and validating. They're like, are you serious? No one should ever say that to you ever. Like, if anyone says you're weird, they have to follow it up with, and it's the most beautiful thing, and I'm so honored, and fill in the blank of some kind of positive. So they were very supportive and validating, and I think what was happening in that conversation with the friend is they were kind of like, that that innocent, impressionable part of me who had his sense of self shaken by someone else's judgment, uh, he, he was reaching out to someone who was trustworthy and kind and compassionate and receiving acceptance from them. And so it was like reforming his, his sense of self, his sense of goodness. And I think that that kind of gets at the heart for me of what being judged or why being judged feels so bad. 
uh, because there's an innocent part of me that wants nothing more in life than to feel a sense of acceptance. And so judgment is like the opposite of that. Judgment is when somebody sees you and sees it as bad. When somebody sees you and makes a negative out of it. Someone sees you and it repulses them. Whereas acceptance is when somebody sees you and they even see you making a mistake or making a misstep and they still like you. They see all of you and they like you even more. They see the layers underneath the masks. They see the layers underneath those layers and they see more and more and more and they still care about you. Um, Yeah, for me, the opposite of being judged is being accepted. And being accepted is one of the most incredible... Being accepted in one's entirety for who one truly, naturally, honestly is is one of the most extraordinary things to receive and to feel. For me, that the fear of being judged is actually something... It's probably the thing that feels like the biggest obstacle to freedom in my experience of life. And I'm lucky because there are moments of days, or maybe even whole days, where I actually feel free of that fear of being judged. But it's still a a wild and unwieldy force in my psyche. And it's something that I grapple with in a big way as an author, putting himself out into the world and learning how to expose myself and put my work out there in that innocence at the core of it without feeling like I have to look over my back, without feeling a need to defend myself, without feeling a tightness um, and a protection and a posturing. And um, because living life from that place of defensiveness and protection and posturing, it feels like crap. It just doesn't feel as good. (laughs) It feels like carrying around a ball and a chain or like a leash or something. And letting that go and just allowing oneself to be authentic and natural and honest and letting that innocence shine Um, that feels like life. That feels like the heavens singing. That's it. That's the freedom. It feels so good. And I find myself like learning how to dance with these, these elements within myself, the fear of judgment and learning, okay, what does that fear really want? And how can I give it a, a sense of safety inside so that it's not constantly afraid of being judged? What can I do inside of myself, for myself, to fill up with whatever it is that that fear is insecure about? So there's three things that I can think of off the top of my head that I wanted to share that are things that have helped me... um, be more resilient in the face of judgment from others. And one of them I would describe as filling up with a sense of acceptance. 
And this can come from the inside, and I think it largely, at the end of the day, has to start coming from the inside. But it can also come from external sources. Um, it can come from the friend that I called, th- that a, the friend that I called after that date, when my sense of self was shaken by someone else's judgments. I called someone up who I knew accepted me at a certain level, and they could reflect that, and they could say, Miles, you're not weird. Your, your life is beautiful, and it's sacred, and it's, and it's the result of someone following this wild, um, passionate, visionary dream quality that you have. Um, yeah, so trustworthy friends can help me fill up with that sense of acceptance. Somehow I feel like nature, being in nature, has always uh, felt like it's filled me up with a sense of acceptance, which is interesting because there's no people there. But I feel like nature itself is so... Well, well, it's a, I can go into the forest and I'm surrounded by living things and I feel no judgment from them. And that might be my anthropo- anthropomorphization or something like that. Um, but personally, I've always found spending in time, time in nature, it's like it helps fill up my tank of self-acceptance or something like that. And then probably the most important and most difficult is just developing um, a capacity for self-acceptance, connecting to myself in a loving way, seeing myself in a loving way, creating the space in my life where I can actually go there and feel a kind of love and um, respect and acceptance for myself that I can then carry into the world. And that involves working through my shame. That's not a small thing, but learning how to accept ourselves and love ourselves fiercely and unconditionally the way that we would a child, you know, the way that you would love a child. Even when they make a mistake, you would say, hey, it's okay, we're learning. I hope you learned from that mistake and I'm going to help you learn from it, but we don't need to stay, we don't need to hate ourselves about that. We need, you know, you're a beautiful person, I love you, we're going to keep on walking through this life together. You know, the I think that's a really helpful um, metaphor or image for me is just the idea of caring for myself, loving for myself, forgiving myself, and accepting myself the way I would a child. And the more of that I do, the more resilient I become to the judgment and perceptions or misperceptions of others and i'm definitely a work in progress i can still get very thrown off by the judgments and perceptions or misperceptions of others another thing that i find helpful is understanding the person who's judging me if someone is like really intensely judging me what i find is that often if i listen to them and pay attention um One of the things I notice is the people who have judged me the most ferociously and strongly in my life, they judge most of the world in a similar way. 
And so there's a kind of um, a, a, a road for me to understand what's going on and not to take it so personally when someone who thinks that I'm a bad, horrible person, and they speak that way about everyone else, except for their tiny little bubble of chosen people. Um, yeah, when I, when I can understand the judger and see that, oh my gosh, it's that they judge life, it's that they judge men, or it's that they judge um, people that are like this or whatever. It's not that personal. Or, you know, understanding the resentment or the pain or the trauma or whatever's going on inside of a person to make them look at the world in a divided and unkind and unforgiving way. There's often a pain and a vulnerability at the core of that that when we see it can can um, activate our own compassion and our own understanding and be like, oh man, oof, I don't feel so bad now. Like I don't, I'm not even worried about my own pride or my own um, sense of self. I, I can handle having some mud flung at me. This person is carrying in a tremendous burden and that's, that's hard. So understanding the, per- like, l- looking closely and seeing where that judgment is coming from. And this can be helpful to talk out with friends and have people kind of validate our perspective and stuff. Because, again, when we receive judgment from people, it can really scramble and confuse our sense of self. So talking those experiences of being judged out, out with people who aren't judgmental can be incredibly important. I guess I have to add that in to one of the things that help, that is helpful. I, I guess this is part of the filling up with this acceptance, finding people who are accepting, trustworthy, non-judgmental, to talk about our experiences of being judged, the, to talk about how we judge ourselves. It can be one of the most profound things when, when we share how badly we felt judged by someone for years, and someone says, really? They judged you for that? Or when we've been judging ourselves about something for years, and we share it with someone, and they say, is that it? When's the, when's the thing that is worth, like, that's the thing you're judging yourself over? That's nothing. You should hear what I've done. <laughs> uh, finding those people, and it could be a counselor, a therapist, or just a, a friend that we're fortunate to have. Um, that can be a tremendous blessing and it can really help us develop a more resilient sense of self. It can help us learn how to carry that innocence with a little little more strength because all of a sudden we're learning like, oh, that's what, that's that perception and it's coming from a very specific place and this is who we are and we're separate from that perception and we, we can kind of pull the parts of it that we've taken on we can start to let go of because we're understanding because we're gaining a wider more worldly perspective of emotion and perspe- and perception and consciousness by talking to trustworthy people and judgmental people and just kind of like doing the math internally on well what the fuck is really real in all of this the final thing, and I'm realizing as I, <laughs> as I list these notes out that there could be a lot more notes. Um, 
But the final thing, I think this is one of my favorite things that I've ever heard. It comes from a brilliant, brilliant person, and I'm sure a lot of people have said it, but um, uh, the, the idea of accepting what we can't change. When, when, um, when I experience being judged by people, a part of me can get really worked up and, and want to defend myself, want to change that person's perception of me, and enter into a conflict. I mean, this can happen after an interaction. I'll just have conversations with the person in my head over and over and over, where I'm trying to prove to them who I am, and that I'm a good person, and they're wrong in their perception of me. Um, one of the most freeing and important and emotionally healthy things we can do is accept the things we can't change in life and one of the things that we usually can't change is other people's feelings and we can't change other people's perceptions if someone we can act in integrity and we can express ourselves with clarity and we can make amends and we can take responsibility when we've made mistakes. There's, you know, our integrity and our honesty and our, all of these things, our feelings and our actions, those are in our wheelhouse. But how people in, interpret them and how people perceive us, we don't control that. We have to. And for me, I guess I'll say I don't control that. And me just... When I remember that, that sentiment, oh, I have to accept the things I can't change, and I can't change people's perceptions, I can't change people's feelings, the only thing I can change is my actions, my integrity, the way I express myself, uh, and um, I feel like resting in that and understanding that distinction can take some of the can take a part of me out of conflict with people who judge me because it's like man i guess that is what it is i guess i have to learn to be a grown enough person to accept that some people aren't going to like me i have to learn to be a grown enough person to accept that some people are going to misunderstand me and no amount of explaining will help them understand me I have to learn to accept that some people are going to see me through their own conditioning and traumas and, and pain, and they're going to see me in ways that don't feel true to who I am. And all I can do is act with kindness and integrity towards people in the world, and what they do with that, how that changes their feelings, how that changes their perception of me, is out of my hands. I'm going to quote Bjork, the wonderful and amazing singer and songwriter. There's a lyric in one of her songs where she says, I can decide what I give, but it's not up to me what I'm given. And that really that applies... Uh, to so many things, but it certainly applies to our interpersonal lives, our relationships. I can decide what I give, but it's not up to me what someone else does with that. 
And coming to terms with that can make it easier to be at peace with... um, It doesn't mean that personally I don't get hurt when someone judges me, but it's one way of me processing that and not being stuck in a conflict with it where I feel like I have to change that or enter into a debate or a sparring match with it. Because usually if I do that, I'll end up getting triggered and <laughs> and acting in a way that reinforces the person's negative perceptions about me. About me. Um, but uh, th- these are all wild forces. The, the innocence within us that just wants to feel accepted, the pain it feels when it's judged, the defensiveness that comes in to protect it, and that can be a wild, turbulent force itself. And that defensiveness can become a con- like a, a chronic place that we get stuck in and then we become the judgmental person i've been that person i probably still am that person um it depends what time of the day you catch me at <laughs> um anyhow and and maybe that's maybe that's the final note that isn't in my notes like for me recognizing my own capacity for pride and judgment can help me have more understanding when other people are going to judgment and pride and and seeing me or others in those ways. It's like, yeah, like that feels really bad. And I can relate to it because I've done that. I go there. I be that. Um, and that takes some of my judgment down so i guess this is turning into kind of, this is coming kind of coming full circle recognizing how judgment begets judgment but yes being judged feels rough it can be very disorienting incredibly confusing and feeling accepted can be one of the most healing and profound things it feels like heaven And so if we can do a little bit more accepting of ourselves and of others, we are doing beautiful things on this earth. And I hope that this podcast is in some way a contribution to that. I hope you enjoyed it. If you did, let me know. If you're watching on YouTube, give it a like, give it a comment, subscribe. If you're listening on Spotify or Apple Podcasts, I think there's ways of rating it, maybe even commenting on it. Um, or commenting on the podcast, reviewing it or something. And if you're interested in my book, How to Open the Heart, An Incredible Journey into Vulnerability, Empathy, and the Transformation of Consciousness, you will find links in the description. And until next time, I hope that you have a beautiful week.